You're listening to the Rob Review Podcast. Evan Rob and Laura Rob share their thoughts and opinions on teaching, learning, and leadership. And now, the Rob Review Podcast with Evan and Laura. I'd like to welcome everyone to the first Rob Review Podcast. My name is Evan Rob. I'm a principal in Virginia, and I'm here today with my mother, Laura Rob who has many years experience as an educator and also has written many, many books um, and speaks across the country on teaching and learning. Laura, welcome to our podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. What we thought we would do is we would start our podcast with something that that we think is really important to people because we certainly get a lot of feedback on that, which is all under the umbrella of reading. And reading is a big umbrella, so I think for our first podcast, we'll start on something that's important in schools all over the country, which is independent reading. So we want to chat a little bit today on how, on the purpose, the, the value of independent reading, um, and most importantly, some of the things that come my way as a principal, which is people wondering, how do you hold students accountable for independent reading? And I think more importantly, the bigger question, which I'm, I'm going to pose to you, which is, is that even an important thing to do? Um, but to begin with, Let's talk about independent reading and the value of students not only reading at home independently, but also having time to read in school. Because, Laura, as you know, we are in a world where um, time on task and students being very focused on very specific instruction is important in the classroom. And sometimes teachers and even administrators can feel that if students are taking time doing independent reading in the classroom, that that may not be the most valuable use of time in a classroom. So would you care to share some thoughts on that? I surely would. Let me dispel that myth because we know from countless studies that independent reading improves students' vocabulary, both academic uh, and uh, domain-specific vocabulary. It builds stamina, the ability to focus and concentrate for a minimum of 30 minutes Uh, Hopefully, we can move them to concentrating for an hour. So so I guess you're quickly dispelling this myth that reading independently in a language arts classroom is an ineffective use of time. Oh, it's a very effective use of time. I think I would like to give you my sports analogy because people seem to understand that. Uh, when, When schools have teams, it could be a basketball team, a soccer team, a football team, uh... They practice. What do they practice? They practice skills. They want to develop automaticity with plays. It should happen immediately. They develop the stamina to play an entire game uh, and keep their energy going and their will to win going. Well, you know, and that's a really, really interesting point, which which in some ways is very simple, but it's a powerful message, which is the more that you do anything, uh, and the more that you practice, and I would guess you would agree with me, it's not just practice, but it's practicing smart, the better you're going to get. Meaning that a child trying to practice reading a book that they cannot read is not necessarily going to make them into a better reader. But it, practicing with the right text... Right. In fact, I have to tell you, if you're, if you're reading a book that you cannot read, you're going to slide back because you're not reading. And we know that if students don't read, they do that backward slide. The important thing about independent reading is that when what students are learning instructionally, be it in guided reading or every child in a different book, um, they are practicing and applying in their independent reading. 
independent reading should be uh, 100% accuracy and students should be able to choose. Um, because when they choose and we give them choice, they develop responsibility, they develop literary taste, um, and they make more of a commitment to the process of independent reading. And I understand from a principal standpoint, you know, I certainly celebrate and I'm excited teachers are taking time within the school day to have students work on independent reading. Now, another thing that I know from the principal's perspective is it can be challenging to encourage students to read outside of school. You know, as you and I both know, and you and you in particular are very involved with social media, there, there are a lot of things that pull students' attention away from reading. And so I think the school, it's important for the school to really motivate students and get students excited about reading outside of school. And, and what I'm hearing from you is that kids will be more likely to read if they're reading something that they can read, and also if they're reading something that they enjoy. But let me, let me throw this question at you. Sometimes teachers will come to me and they'll say, how do I hold students accountable for independent reading? How do I know if they've read or how do I tie it to a grade? Okay, and that's a question I hear all the time as well. I think that the question I ask teachers to think about is, when you give students things like do a diorama, write a summary uh, of uh, every night of what you read or answer 10 questions at the end of a chapter, ask yourself, do you do that when you read? And if the answer is no, then don't put that kind of work on students. You have to let the glass half full. Will everybody be an independent reader in your class? Most likely not. But if you get 60 to 80% of your students involved in independent reading, to me, that's a win. And to make it a win, um, and by a win, I mean that you're giving children something that, that, that will, they will carry on their whole adult life, which is using reading to get new information for pleasure, uh, just to have a good time with a favorite genre or author. What you need to do is have independent reading at school, because what the message that you are sending students is that you, the teacher, you, the administrator, Evan, value independent reading. In fact, I would encourage you to go into some rooms when they have like independent reading and stay up 15, 20 minutes and read with the students. Again, to give them that picture that it is important and it is enjoyable. So what, you know, I, I hear you and what you're saying makes a lot of sense. The Sometimes people get hung up on all the reasons on why something won't work. And, and with independent reading, that can really be tied to the whole accountability piece of it. You know, kids have to write a reading log and they have to do a summary of every chapter that they read. And, and I hear your message and it resonates with me, which is when I read a book that I like, I certainly, absolutely will not be writing a summary of every chapter after right. I read the chapter. Okay, but think about what you do do, Evan. You like to talk to somebody about that book. So um, you need to also structure some time for students to share uh, with a partner or with a small group a, a book they loved, a book that they didn't like and why they didn't like it. Uh, or if two students are reading the same book, they could have a conversation. Reading is social. People want to talk about it. Uh, it's and, and it's like going to a movie. You go to a movie with somebody and you talk about it. You read a book uh, and you talk about it. It makes, 
it makes the book more relevant. It helps students remember because when you talk about something, you're going over details and thinking with them. Uh, but it is, no matter what uh, teachers or principals around the country say, it is the game changer for students doing well. Um, One of the things that I like, you know, you, you always have such interesting messages to me and, and I know to teachers all across the country. And I like how you can make things real common sense and in some ways make the logic behind something to be quite simple. And in this case, it's a pretty simple message. If students read books that they enjoy, if they read them in a way that encourages them to read more, if overly stringent accountability elements aren't part of the process, kids are going to get better with their reading. And I no doubt that applies for everything within, within a school. We could talk more although we don't have time today to talk about writing, but I bet you would guess that kids need to write if they're going to become right. better writers. But they also need instruction, and they need instruction in reading, and that's the instructional part that we'll talk about in another uh, podcast. But with the independent reading, uh, teachers have to get those negative thoughts and their own past experiences out of their minds and understand the benefits of independent reading know that choice is important. A typical question teachers will ask me uh, when I work in a school is, uh, well, we're doing a unit on biography or we're doing a unit on science fiction. Um, I want to make them do their independent reading on that. It really is not the way to go. If independent reading is going to be choice, then choice is the student has the freedom to choose a book he or she can read and enjoy. And just to give you a little window, the independent reading level of a child is usually about two years below their instructional level. It should be enjoyable, easy, and they should not be struggling with lots of vocabulary they don't know. I completely agree, and I think it's such a powerful message. And I appreciate the, clar the clarification that you made a few moments ago in, in our discussion, which is independent reading is not the sole definer of a language arts classroom. It is part of a language arts classroom. And as we talk further and have more conversations through podcasts on reading, um, we'll paint a picture that independent reading is part of the class, but absolutely there's an instructional component uh, that is part of every good reading class, and read-alouds can be part of a class, but none of them are the sole definer. It's really about all of these different elements working together in concert to make sure that students become better readers, they're more motivated to read, but most, and also that they learn the skills and the specific strategies to improve their the conversation. And we can tell our viewers that if you haven't connected with us, you can connect with Laura at LRobTeacher on Twitter. Uh, you can connect with me at ERobPrincipal on Twitter. And we encourage you to check out the RobReviewBlog.com. Laura, I know you've written a lot of posts on that blog about reading and you go into a lot more depth and if people want to quickly start learning more if they're inspired after hearing the podcast here today they can go to the blogs and find a lot of information and also they can go and check out any of the many many books that you have written on the subject of reading and writing um, for schools all across America. I also encourage people to check out robcommunications.com if you are interested in learning more about how Laura and I can connect with you for some professional development like to thank everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed the Rob Review Podcast. Check out our blogs at therobreviewblog.com and tell a friend. Thanks again and see you next time.